Hello, and warmest welcome to Soul Riffs. My name is Jennifer Jones. I'm an entrepreneur, wife, mother of two, and I believe when we look after all parts of ourselves, that's when we gain confidence to dive headfirst into a life that feels joyful. My intention is to inspire you through my own stories to understand yourself better and become the curator of a life you absolutely love. I'm committed here to pulling back the curtains and telling real and raw stories. I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be open. I'm human. And I believe we all have a healing journey to embark on. I'm riffing off here. No scripts, no screening, just a straight view from my heart. Let's link arms and know that we are in this together. Hello, hello. Here we are. Another beautiful day that we get to define. Uh, Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, Thank you guys so much for showing up here for yourselves and showing up for me. And for those of you who have sent messages uh, and sent, you know, shares to the other women in your lives, thank you for showing up for, for your girlfriends. And for that, I am eternally grateful. I am just one person i'm sharing my story and my beliefs that we can create and cultivate change and and massive shifts in our own lives and by you helping me share this out you're ensuring that we can not only impact our own lives but we can impact the community too if we if we just offer inspiration to others on a daily basis so thank you i'm excited to say that this podcast is now available on itunes And if you're listening on that platform, I would be eternally grateful if you would be able to offer me a review. And I hope that it's a five-star review, but I want you to be honest and and I want just nothing but authenticity here. So if you could offer me a review, that would be amazing. And that just helps me get my message out to even more people in the community. And I was thinking, you know, before I hit record here of what I want to talk about today, but I think that is what I kind of want to talk about. I just want to talk about being able to offer inspiration to others on a daily basis. But let me just, let let me just kind of go back. Last night I was part of a team call and, oh, let me tell you, the women who I am so blessed to work alongside are the creme de la creme. Honestly, they embody everything that I hope to create more of in the world. And I'm so grateful every day to be part of their community. Anyways, the reason why I'm telling you this is because there were so many nuggets offered through this conversation last night. And they were nuggets that were verbally said, but also nuggets that just sparked something within me. Um, and, and the one that hit my heart hard was the simple question that was posed through the conversation. And that question is, who can I show up for today? Mm, powerful. I, this just hit me right, right where it needed to. And it was posed as a question that we all should be asking ourselves every morning. Who can I show up for today? Now, when I kind of reflected on this question, it seems simple enough But there is one caveat that is huge, and that's what I want to talk about today. So that is, you know, we can, we cannot show up for others until we show up for ourselves first. That sounds cheesy, cringy, right? But let's kind of dive into this and talk about, you know, the ROI of self-care. And if you don't know what ROI is, that's the return on investment. And 
self-care, we hear about this all the time, you know, self-care. What is that? What does that truly mean? So that's kind of what I want to dive into today. Um, and for me, I, you know, maybe you know this about me so far if you've listened to, to prior episodes, but for me, I believe the foundation of self-care is, you know, is food, nourishing our bodies, nutrient-dense fuel. I love biology. I, I strongly believe that everything we put on or in our bodies has either a positive or a negative effect on our bodies. So yes, food plays a big role um, when it comes to self-care. But there's a, another huge piece of this, and that is needing to consider what our soul is craving. Because it, it's easy to talk about the physical side of self-care. It's not so easy to talk about you know, the soul side, I'll call it, of self-care. And these are my soul riffs. (laughs) So I am just talking straight from the heart, um, straight from my soul. And in order for these soul riffs to happen, I have had to do a lot of work over the past several years to really discover what my soul is craving. If you're, you know, if if you're like me, um, and certainly the old me, you may fall into the narrative that you don't have time for (laughs) self-care. I still, I mean, I still have moments where I, you know, I think, oh, I don't have time for self-care. They're becoming less and less because I know the importance of it. And yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe you don't have time for self-care. But when you're saying, I don't have time for self-care, I want you to rephrase it because this has helped me a lot. So I've rephrased it into, I don't have time for self-love or I don't have time to live. Because that's pretty much what you're saying. Um, And I've I've learned this the hard way, that self-care is really about tapping into your soul and and saying, "What what do I need? What do I need right now? It's not about facials and vacations and spa days. It's something so much more. And so, you know, if you're saying, oh, I don't have time for self-care, you're basically saying, I don't have time for self-love or I don't have time to live. And how does that feel if, if you rephrase the question in that way? So to simplify it, self-care really is just about being nice to yourself and asking yourself, what do I need? It's easy, right? Easy. Um, and you might say, well, what can I be doing to kind of figure out what I need? Maybe I don't know what I need. And an exercise that has really helped me is I, I've always journaled, I've always had a diary or something like that. Um, and maybe you don't, and that's okay. You just need pen and paper and free flow with this sentence. So the sentence that helps me, if I'm like, I don't even know what I need. I know I need something, but I don't know what I need. Just put on the pen to paper and say, I want, and then finish the sentence. Let it free flow, free flow with that sentence. I want a bath. I want to do my eyebrows. Um, I want to go for a run. I want to spend time outdoors. It's beautiful outside today where I am. I want a donut from the local donut shop. I, um, I want to vacuum my floors. <laughs> These are all things, guys, that I actually want to do. Um, I, want to, I want to go to Blue Mountain with my husband and, you know, weather permits. These are all just kind of free flow things of, of what I want to do right now, today, what, you know, what my soul is craving. And the return on investment, the ROI is that when I actually do these things, 
and not if. I'm going to say when I actually do these things, I energetically shift because I'm feeding my soul. So we do have time. We do have time. And it, you know, if, if you say, oh, no, you know, still don't think I have time, think about this. Because food is so important to me. And we think about our meals. We eat because we need to, right? And if, if we didn't eat, we wouldn't be able to function. Eventually, we'd die. And that's the physical. You know, we're talking about taking care of our physical self. But self-care for the soul is just as important. It feeds, it feeds all the other parts of us that want to be alive too. It's not just our physical body that wants to be alive. It feeds our soul when we truly discover what it is that we want. So what happens when we don't do this? We're basically sleepwalking through life. That's the way I look at it. When we don't feed our soul, we're sleep we're just sleepwalking through life. The previous me Let's go back to the previous me. This is several years ago now, over 10 years ago. I was, you know, I want to say very left-brained, but not that I was. I was just working from a very left-brained place. That's the masculine energy, um, you know, about strategy. I was very, you know, thought I had to be very professional. I have always had this very deep spiritual side. I've, I've always been a very deep thinker. But I always hid this. This was always something that I thought needed to be hidden. And, and I honestly, I'm not going to dive into that. But I think in part is, is how I was raised, but also how the world has been. You know, don't show too much emotion. Act professional. But this never felt good to me because it always felt like this false hierarchy of me and them. And let me explain this actually through a story. There's one that popped into my head. And uh, I used to, I used to um, be, be a program director and I was running uh, programs at, a, at the local uh, hospice, palliative care house. And I, through that role, I was conducting volunteer interviews um, because a large part of what we did, we had this beautiful um, volunteer community that helped us and really were the heartbeat of everything that we did. So we were always, always in need of volunteers and, you know, grateful that we had, um, many, many volunteers helping us, but we had to conduct these volunteer interviews and it was a very formal structure like the interview process typically is. And I had my clipboard and my checkboard of all the questions that I needed to ask them. And I had to have an answer to all the questions. And then you check references. And this formal structure just never felt good to me. And after doing it, you know, several times and just feeling awkward or, you know, you, you sit down with your clipboard and it's kind of silent. And they, you, you know, they obviously feel uncomfortable. I started just putting my clipboard aside and I knew the questions. I, I knew what we needed to cover and I just started putting it aside and just sitting down, not me on one side of my desk and them on the other, but I was just sitting down in a chair next to them. And we would just have a 30 minute conversation about who they are, what their interests are. And I got to know them so much better. And doing this, I really needed to dive more into the feminine energy. So not, you know, that professional masculine energy, 
but really just um, diving into that that feminine energy of you know being intuitive and really listening and connecting with them and and having this non-linear analysis of each of the individuals that were that were coming into my office so where am I going with this story and and how is it related to self-care um, this is who I used to be and this process of these interviews really opened my eyes to the fact that I was not aligned with my soul when I was working from that place. I don't think this is unique to me. And we've, you know, we've heard about the patriarchy and being a man's world and things are certainly shifting. And I need to say, I respect both masculine and feminine energies and, and they definitely have a time and a place for, for both of them. But this, this really, you know, these experiences, this, this is what started the process of me really figuring out what I needed to do in order to feel alive and connected to my soul. Because, you know, prior to that, I was going through the motions, but what I needed to do, you know, to, to really connect and doing, and this was such a, such a powerful and positive experience to, you know, just switch up the, the volunteer interview process. It was something so simple. Another story, becoming a mother, um, and this isn't even a story. This is just becoming a mother. <laughs> if you if you are a mother, you can probably relate. But this, you know, becoming a mother really rocked my world. And there's a, a local wellness center here, and it's called Rebirth. And you know, their message is all about being reborn. You know, when we become a mother, we're reborn into our new a new self, essentially. And definitely rocked my world, challenged me so much, as I know motherhood does with all of us. So, you know, it's, again, not unique to me. And we know the saying, or maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't, ain't no hood like motherhood. <laughs> That's what's coming into my head right now. And isn't that true, right? Um, when you have this level of demand on your physical, emotional, and mental self, there's nothing else to do but to grow or to dwell. And um, I... I'm choosing to dwell or I'm choosing to grow. I have in the past had moments and seasons of my life where I've chosen to dwell and it's so easy to do with the messaging around us. There's so, so much messaging around us that reinforces this dwelling in, in, you know, the challenges of motherhood, but I am choosing to grow and I've had several times through my almost decade of motherhood where I've put my needs first and other times where I have fallen right off the rails <laughs> and I think what I have learned is that being supportive and having real conversations with other wo women who are in it too always brings me back to a place of knowing that it's time to put my needs and, and wants back on the plate. We do not need to sacrifice what we want so that everyone else can get what they want. Oh, this came into our conversation last night by my beautiful friend, Zareen. And again, just another nugget that I thought I needed to hear that again. Because when we, when we are unwilling to sacrifice what we want, what happens when we come into this place is just a feeling of energy and abundance and this endless energy I know for me gives me energy to to 
be with my kids. I actually, I want to be around my kids. Even when they say, you know, I need you mom or they're fighting or they're just requiring emotional or physical time or something from me. But I don't snap on them because I am, my needs are met and I have energy to meet their needs. So the investment of self-care is you. That really is what it all boils down to. (sighs) So (laughs) I think honestly, guys, I'm telling you this, but I, it's really a message that I need to hear right now. And, um, please, please keep asking yourself, what do I want? What do I want? I'm going to continue to keep asking myself this. I'm going to commit to that question of what do I want? Because when you're living life from this full place, it's magic, magic things happen. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to get too woo woo on you, but it really is a beautiful place to be living from. And please root into love and expansion of your dreams the way the world is right now, you may feel as though you subconsciously need permission because there's so many restrictions on us right now. So many restrictions, but let me just let you in on something. No one is going to give you the green light to take real care of yourself. And you may be hearing things of how, you know, everybody else is going to take care of you, but you need to take care of yourself. You have to give yourself the green light. And your timing isn't going to be perfect for everyone and you're going to face resistance and, you know, people may view you in a certain way, but you have to just be so rooted in, in that self-love and that expansion um, of, of the vision that you have for yourself. <sighs> so I want you to know I'm right here with you and I hope that that, that these conversations help to um, provide you with support and community. And actually next week, I hope I texted her this morning, but I want to have a conversation with my soul sister who is actually my sister. And her message has always been to women, um, about being selfish as a mother. And she actually has a podcast uh, titled the same selfish as a mother. And I'm really excited to see where that conversation grows. I'm, I'm assuming that she's going to say yes, but I want other women's perspective. And I I've said that on here before, and I just feel like my own sister would be the perfect person to have the very first sister soul riff with. And I have a feeling that uh, that conversation will be around permission, letting, you know, permission, self-permission to take care of ourselves. And hopefully it would put us all in this seat of ownership to embody the woman who has already achieved the goal. And by that, I mean our future selves. Those are the ladies that we need to be chasing. And maybe you've heard me say it before. I think I've probably said it here on one of the episodes, but my decisions now need to embody Jen 10 years from now, the Jen I know will be 10 years from now. And that investment of self-care is so important to my future self. And your investment of self-care now is so important to your future self. Because when, when we feel whole and complete, we show up energetically different for every human that we come into contact with. And when we become the person 
that we know we can be, you know, whether it's five years or 10 years or one year, it doesn't matter. But that is the person that our children are going to remember when they get older. And if you don't like the person that your children will remember when they're older, now is the time to make the shift and change. And, um, and you know, surround yourself with other women who are doing it too, because there's so much out there right now that's just dwelling in in this motherhood so or womanhood you don't have to be a mother to um you know to relate everybody has their own unique journey and their own unique story and um another nugget that I want to share from my incredible conversation last night was that the toughest betrayal that we will ever endure is the betrayal to ourselves And again, I've mentioned I work in long-term care and, you know, I don't want to get to the end of my life and know that I've betrayed myself. (sighs) So how much is it costing you not to invest in yourself? I want to, I want to leave you with that. And I feel, I feel really preachy about this. And that wasn't my intention, but I am so deeply passionate about this. And this conversation came out of my heart, I think. Again, mostly because I think I needed to hear it. So that's it for now. And I can't wait to hopefully have my sister on here next time. 